0: football playbook presented by the pigskin podcast network your source for team news draft needs player profiles and rankings full senior bowl combine and nfl draft coverage news analysis discussion it's in the playbook now here is your host sports journalist bill Albsted, and featured analyst keith myers Welcome to you to another show. I'm your host, Bill Al-Pitt, sitting down with co-host, Mr. Keith Myers. We're here to talk offensive tackles in the 2022 NFL Draft. So let's let's get right to it, Keith.
1: Yeah, doing, let's man? jump
0: in. Um, I'm doing great, and you know this is one of my favorite topics. So,
1: um, cuz I'm I'm the weird one out there that likes offensive line uh play and all of that. So, well, everyone else wants to hear about the team, the players, their, their team might take. I actually enjoy scouting these prospects. So um, it's all, it's a lot of fun. I I love, I love doing the offensive line stuff. And this particular group of offensive linemen is really good. I like this group of, of offensive tackles. This is a great year if you're a team that needs um, an offensive tackle, because there, there is a large quantity of quality ones that will go around one round two.
0: And I think you could write, start right at the top with Evan Neal out of Alabama um, mm-hmm. as the consensus best uh, offensive tackle out of the entire group. In fact, you can argue, make the argument that he definitely belongs in the conversation since we're really not going to have a uh, quarterback taken uh, one overall. You could have a conversation where Evan Neal belongs right there at the very top of the list with Aiden Hutchinson, with mm-hmm. Thibodeau. Uh, and and Neil are just all right there to me. And yep. and I wouldn't even flinch if a team decided that this was going to be their number one pick.
1: Yeah. If I was um drafting one overall, Neil would be my would be a definite consideration. I think he's the best player in this draft class. Um and so therefore he should be in that consideration. I do think that he's just a beast today, of a man too. In in today's NFL, a edge rusher um might have a little bit more value and so teams will go that route but man if you can protect your um your quarterback uh with a guy like him man you you got to do it he is a he is huge i mean just tall strong, Six, seven
0: 350
1: but he's huge but he doesn't move like a guy that's 350 yeah he's, he's got, got great feet doesn't he yeah. He's got fantastic feet. He is a guy that and he um, isn't
0: even supposed to be the best p- pass blocker, really. But but he's like this road grader, like run blocker extraordinaire, but he's got the feet, he's got the athletic ability. Nobody's questioning whether or not he's gonna be able to play left tackle at the highest level in the NFL oh, as yeah. a pass blocker. He's just better at run blocking and which is tremendous
1: hmm he's one of the better tackles that's come out of the the draft one of the better prospects uh, on draft day that we've seen I, I i was when i start doing these okay who's the best one I, I like to compare them back to what did we think of the best tackle from last year what do we, if we were to compare neil to panay sewell out of oregon a year ago neil's a better player he's a and Sewell's better having pro- a great year with the line ha- yeah he had a fantastic year um uh I, and i think evan neil's a better prospect now than Sewell was last year, um, and that says a lot because I was really high on Sewell last year. So, um, yeah, start there, and if if you're um you know if you're looking for a tackle. Um, you could not you you could you could have a hard time doing better and you could definitely do worse than than him so
0: so he played uh, right tackle in 2020 he played left guard when he first came in as a freshman for Alabama started mm-hmm. all 13 games for them um, didn't get, give up a single sack as a sophomore he moved, moved to right tackle again um, and then left tackle this year what do you think yep. about his diversity And is it even going to be a question mark in the NFL where he lines up?
1: No, there's no question mark in in the NFL where he lines up. He's a left tackle
0: and he's, so they just put him there because that's where they had room for him at the time. You're a
1: freshman starting on Alabama's offensive line. Isn't that a
0: tremendous accomplishment in and of itself. It doesn't
1: matter where you're lining up. That is incredible. Basically he came in and was so good that they had to find him a spot and yeah, he played guard. So what? Um he was a freshman on Alabama's
0: offensive <laughs> line. Right. Yeah.
1: So All um right. yeah, just a, a fantastic player. So um no no concerns whatsoever there. No big
0: weaknesses in his game that you'd don't, be concerned about.
1: I don't see any weaknesses in his game.
0: So what would prevent him from going number one? The team just the two guys, the two guys in front of him are yeah special rush yep. right. Yep.
1: Um, so there's that, I mean, and then you've also got, um, you've got a situation where uh, some team may go reach for a quarterback because quarterbacks are so valuable. Um, and so that might, might be something that knocks, um, you know, kneel down pass rushers are are more valuable. So there's that. And then some of it might just be neat. You look at a, a team that goes, Hey, you know, what? we've got a, a left tackle. Let's go draft another position where we have a, a bigger need um, because we have, we can get the best player in the draft at that position. So um, I think that would be kind of dumb, but <laughs> that's just me. Right. Um, the other the other side of it is that if you're a team with multiple first round picks, like the Jets, um, like the Giants, like the Eagles, um, you might be in a situation where you're like, well, we don't have to take a tackle with our first first round pick we can wait, get it later because we can get a player that in a normal year might be the best uh, tackle in the class um, and get them that late rather than having to pick in the top five to get them. Um, And so that might be the type of situation where, you know, we see that kind of stuff.
0: Interesting. All right, Keith, uh, you're the expert, quote unquote, uh, out (laughs) out of our group today me out of out of our group of and, um so <laughs> why don't you uh kind of lead this conversation a little bit and and give me kind of your list i mean we know charles cross is going to be on there trevor penning nicholas pettit friere um who's you're your second one. guy
1: you're missing one
0: well yeah um okay so uh Akem ikwanu yeah okay so um, your second guy
1: he is my second guy and for no particular reason over Charles Cross, um, because I to me they've got essentially the same grade. They're essentially in the same spot. They're both um, top ten picks, uh, and like I said, these are guys that in a normal year might be the best overall tackle in the in the class. So um, both guys that can <clears throat> start at left tackle on day one, and and you just pencil them in there and 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 roll. So so
0: the big difference between Evan Neal and Cam. Ikem is the fact that Iquanu uh, is only 6'4", 320 mm-hmm. pounds, only 6'4", 320 pounds, right? <laughs> um, now, to me, uh, you know, when you're talking about mock drafts, you're talking about big boards and so forth. Where does this guy fall in terms of where you think he might go in, uh, in the NFL draft? What what kind of area of the draft are we talking about with him?
1: Um, I think you're looking at um, the Giants at eight would be a good spot for him. Um, the Giants assuming,
0: have two two picks in the NFL draft. Yeah, two picks they're, in the first round. Yeah, they've got uh, yeah.
1: They've got what is it four and four and eight, five something and eight. like that. five and eight Yeah, five and eight. If they if. I mean, if if Neil's sitting there at five, they'll take him. Mm-hmm. If not, they'll probably go on the defensive side of the ball and take quantum or Cross at eight. Um, and, and that's that's really where I see both of them going is in in that range, uh, depending for need. You know, just depending on how it falls and you know with with teams. But they're a team that needs one. Um, the Jets could probably use an offensive tackle. They've got a couple of picks. Um, I believe they pick fourth and seventh or fourth and eighth uh and so that eighth uh spot is a is a a, a spot for um either one of those guys to go in that spot too so um that's kind of the range where I see
0: both of them. So you mentioned Charles Cross mm-hmm. that you thought that he might be interchangeable in this position um what it's gonna you... be preference it's gonna be preference
1: um for. Uh, teams on and what they like in a player and, and all of that. So
0: well, um, We've gone from Evan Neal being just a beast of a man at six 350 down to Charles Cross at six five three ten with a lot of room on his frame To maybe mm-hmm. add a little bit of weight But you don't want to take away some of the premier athleticism that Charles Cross has that, that differentiates himself yep. from the others. So
1: Cross is a guy that's going to be. is going to be good in space. He's going to be good against speed rushers around the edge, because um, he's he's quick and he's more athletic. <clears throat> he's also going to be good out in front, especially in the zone blocking scheme that wants to run wide zone. Um, and because his ability to get out in front and and block laterally, I think
0: is going to be uh, is going to be elite. Um, and he's got more pass blocking attempts than, than most guys because of the offense that they're in, you know, true.
1: Um. And, and I, but I do wonder if, you know, he he might be a little susceptible to um, a bull rush early on until he gets a chance to add, cause he's got room on his frame to mm-hmm. probably add 15 pounds, 20 pounds easy um, without losing too much of his athleticism and that extra strength will, uh, will help. So, but as a rookie, he might, um, he might be more of a, you know, good against a speed rush and good in, in space as a run blocker than as a, a pure ahead, straight ahead guy. Yeah. Um, and so, and that's that's really what it comes down to is it's going to be um, it's going to be more preference uh, because if you are if you are a zone running team, especially an outside zone run, not an in, rather than an inside team, um, you know, Cross is going to have a lot of appeal. Uh, if you are a power block scheme where you're wanting him to drive straight forward, you know, um, he's going to have less appeal to you and you're going to probably go with. Um, Unless
0: you feel like he's worthy of the development because um, and, and, the, and the year it would take for him to build up his play strength and, yeah. and so forth, because he does have all the other attributes that you really like. You know, especially like the nasty streak, the the mean streak that you see, the feisty tough play, the competitive attitude, all that kind of stuff. You can't teach. This guy has. So, you know, depending on your scheme or you run a blended scheme or so forth, he could still be a good fit for you, uh, depending on how long that development takes.
1: Yeah. And so, but I'm saying, it, it, it comes down to preference. If you've got two guys that are rated roughly the same, um, you know, you're going to take the guy that fits your scheme better. Yes, uh, And, you know, Cross can develop into a guy that can fit a, any, can be completely skim, scheme diverse. Um, but he fits a particular scheme now extremely well. Um, Talk to me about
0: well, a guy like Trevor Penning,
1: yeah, for so example. That's where we're go as, next. Yeah,
0: because I, and I thought so, because he's a guy that I think does it all like right mm-hmm. now. So he may be on some people's lists higher um, than Charles Cross. now i I don't particularly see it that way, but I could understand why uh, a guy like Trevor Penning might be more appealing to a team that is is looking for a guy that's ready to go right now.
1: He is. He also played at northern Iowa. I mean, granted, he was recruited as a tight end slash defensive end and then grew into uh being a <laughs> offensive tackle. Yeah. um but at at six seven three fifty five, you know, you're not playing. Um,
0: tight end. Yeah. <laughs> or, or well, and the athleticism them. is off the off the hook with him. Uh, apparently, yeah. this guy can run like a sub five oh forty. Yeah. As, as well at six seven three hundred and forty pounds. Like what? Yeah. That's so he crazy. got crazy.
1: He is, but he also played at um, you know, Northern Iowa, and there is level of play concerns and whether or not what you see on tape translates to the NFL. Um, the last player I was, I was thinking about the the last player that made this jump that, that everyone thought was going to be, oh, he's got all these traits. He's going to be great. Forget the level of play was Eric Fisher, um, who was, you know, offensive tackle one on most boards and, and was drafted by the chiefs to be their left tackle of the future and promptly just never lived up to that. And, got moved to the right well he got benched and then eventually refound himself on the right side and then now he's not even with that team anymore it, it there will be some um there will be some concerns about you know him in that situation because you're by not playing against top level um pass rushers you see him dominate but you also um you know th- you see, technique that's not great because he doesn't have to be good. And, and are those things that can be coached out. Um, you know, there are times he plays too high. He gets his pad level up, but it doesn't matter because he's so much bigger than the guys that he's um that he's blocking, that they can't take advantage of of the the leverage that um you know that they gain from him. Uh he's mis- he sometimes he when he gets out of position, he's will just roll off a guy and just, you know yeah uh, he's actually like that so. he's
0: my favorite tackle in the in the draft class like he's really? a player that i would want on my team um
1: hmm. interesting
0: i know i mean he's just one of those guys where i think that the you know the the play level and so forth you know will will work itself out it just is yeah. it's just it is what it is right at this point um so we'll he's see He's a guy that i
1: could see falling a little bit um and by falling, first round no i mean into the 20s <laughs> <laughs> he's still a first round pick. Um yeah. but probably the late teens, um, you know, early 20s, somewhere he's in the He's a there, guy
0: that I would love to see play at the senior bowl.
1: That's the thing, is he's a guy that needs needs to be at the senior bowl because he has to show that he can do it against the top flight talent that yeah. he has um he has the ability to win against guys that are actually on the same talent level yeah so that's where
0: that's where the the entire week of practice at the senior bowl is just an amazing gift for people Mm -hmm. like us to be able to have film scout that stuff talk about it um and every rep at the senior bowl in practice and in the game is worth worthy of those guys being there and so i think he would benefit greatly yep. from from being there all right um so the next guy next? would be
1: um darian canard from kentucky um another guy that um you know a guy that uh teams are going to view as a first round pick he's going to be later in in the first round you
0: think i yeah he's right there and he's more of a kind of a right tackle prospect to me
1: he is he's um six five three forty five more of a right tackle prospect because he's his um it's weird that we still have these right and left distinctions that are kind of old school. Um, but he teams still use them. But um, that's the so, reality
0: though. They're, they're almost, you know, you take a look at the offensive line and I'm no expert, but I do know that there's definitely a distinction between who, who gets to line up on the right side and who gets to line up on the left side, mm-hmm. um, depending on the, on the quarterback and the strength of the offense and, and so forth. Yep. Um, so it comes down to um, most quarterbacks
1: are right-handed and they, you want your better um your better pass blocker on the left side because you want to protect, you know, that backside because the quarterback may not see that player coming. Um on the right side, if you that if that's where your your pass blocking deficient tackle is, um they can see it coming. The weird the thing that's that's weird about it now is you look at where where do the best pass rushers line up. And a lot of them line up at left defensive end, which puts them up against the right tackle. You know, that's where you see you know the guys like mm-hmm. Von Miller coming off the edge. Um, they're they're lining up against the right tackle. So, in a sense, like th- this is what I mean, like having that distinction of of right, left, and and you know, putting a certain type of player there, it as a team, you know, it wouldn't hurt to have a um your better pass blocker be blocking against the better defensive end and it it seems like your
0: your better run blocker is typically over there too so quite frankly Mm -hmm. is your better tackle the right tackle on quite a few teams in the nfl who knows i don't know
1: yeah and so um um, the part the other reason is that a lot of teams are right-handed when it comes to formation so the tight end ends up being on the right side so what the right tackle so that's what makes
0: darian canard special and why is he a a first round talent in this draft?
1: for the same out of out
0: of a decent tackle class,
1: out of a decent, um, for the same reason that Taylor Lewin was a couple of years ago. Um, just a guy that, um, he's big, he's mean, he will, um, just kind of dominate that right side and, and open up big holes in the running game. Um, is, I mean, he's, he's an old school mauler type. He will just, he'll kill someone at some point. It's just the way it's going to work. um, you know, he's got, uh, I mean, he's, his number. he's going to pancake guys. He's that's going to be the type, type of type of thing you're going to see. He doesn't always have the great, um, greatest technique as a, as a pass protector. Um, you know, things like that. His. I mean, he's got the athleticism to do it, but his, he's, he's more of a use his, um, strength to win than mm-hmm. use his technique to win. He's not a technician. And, um, and so that's why I think he's not, you know, a guy that you're going to see go higher. But as a mauler, as a pa- or as a run blocker, right? He's got he's, he's got a guy a that you want
0: on your team.
1: Yeah, he's got functional strength that you're not going to find that often. Even is at, there, is as an is NFL there tackle. A,
0: even an iota of a chance that this guy moves inside in the NFL?
1: I don't think so. I think his his um, his footwork is quick enough to be on the outside. Um, and tackles are so much harder to find. Yeah, no, I think he, I, I, I think agree. he stays. I think I he stays agree. at um, at at right tackle.
0: Do you know by any chance how long he is? Like, does he is he closer to thirty three inch arms or is he closer to thirty five inch arms?
1: At this point, I don't have any idea. I'm waiting for the combine um, yeah. or you know some you know workout number number to leak. But I think that he is. Uh, I think he's a guy that's, that's going gonna, gonna to work. So I'm, I'm not real concerned about it.
0: And now, a word from our sponsor, DraftKings. Football fans, I'm sure we all love an action-packed, high-scoring NFL game. But with the latest no-brainer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, you'll be a winner once a single point is scored. New customers who bet just $1 on any team to score can win $100 in free bets. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still get in on the NFL action. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. Bet $1 on any team to score and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 and older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only new customers only. So how about $5 deposit and $1 um, wager required? There's kind of a mixed bag on him because of his size. So he's 6'5", but he's only 315 pounds, which seems to me like a fine size for a left offensive tackle prospect in the NFL. Um, Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts on him? And why do you think that he's kind of in that beginning of that second tier that we're talking about?
1: because he's not as athletic as the guys above him. Um, he, I mean, he, he's got good foot feet footwork. So he's, he's quick, um, you know, for a guy, his size and his ability to, to, you know, kick step and, and get outside and not get beat by the, uh, the speed rusher. But at the same time, like he just doesn't have that natural, um, athleticism where he's going to just dominate, uh, He's more of a guy that's going to have to win with technique, um, which I think he can. Um, but he, you know, sometimes he plays too wide or or doesn't match well, so he gets gets outside and gets beat. What is back he, What across are they the asking him
0: to do at Ohio State? Everything. Like, are are you? <laughs> is there a reason why he might be a deficient, you know, or show deficiencies? Uh, because of what he's been asked to do versus his agility technique, et cetera. Uh, no, just might be I the nature of what, what they're asking him to do.
1: No, this is like a, a Mike Leach style um, offensive tackle where they, they, they do things that are weird. Um, they're asking him to just be an offensive tackle and uh, you can be successful in that particular offense on that particular team and not be, you know, the first overall pick in the draft. I mean, and, and you can still look good and we've seen, other left tackles from Ohio State go in the mid to late rounds and be okay at the, at the next level. And I don't want to hold that against him because every player is unique regardless of what team they come from. Um, I just think that he is um, he's just a guy that's not quite as athletic as the other um, guys above him. And so he is so he has
0: a tendency to reach. he has a tendency to get over to to get over his skis, so to speak yeah um okay and his and, and, bend isn't quite as good and his feet yeah. might be slightly
1: actually his his feet are slightly good but it's you know it, you need more than just feet you need the you need you need both parts of it. you got to be in position. functional strength which, et you gotta be yeah you got to be in position to make the block which we, what your feet do but then you have to be you know capable of making the block and i think there are times he'll get there and then get beat because he will uh, you know he'll will get too far wide and then get beat to the inside or, you know, things like that. So I just, I, I think that he's that next tier down from the guys we've already talked about.
0: So let's, talk, let's continue to talk about this next tier because it seems like there's four, four or five guys that are kind of in this group. And I'm just really interested to see how you kind of rank these guys and what what well, we reasons skip, you have. We skipped over one of my favorite guys
1: um who I think's better better uh, than um Petite Fier from uh, Ohio State and that would be Sean Ryan out of UCLA. Okay. Um I think he's a better he's a better uh, a better prospect. Uh just simply for some of the athletic uh reasons he's 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 more athletic, he's bigger, he's stronger. Um he's going to be more of a mauler. Uh he's basically um he's Evan Neal light. Uh, or diet Evan Neal, if you want to call him that, <laughs> he's got um, he's got that same style. He's he's a mauler at left tackle who can also pass block and has good feet and has that incredible strength as a tackle. He's just not quite as good as Evan Neal at any of those things, but he still projects as a day one starter in the NFL. I think he's a guy that um, would excel uh in just about any scheme he's scheme diverse i've got him in there um probably just above canard um you know in terms of where i would place him and uh, just because i think he's a more complete player than the other two guys that we've already talked about
0: about. how about a guy like jackson uh, kirkland who many think that might be slightly above sean ryan they're in the same conference in the pac-12 on the West coast. And um, I'm just curious as to thoughts on Jackson Kirkland out of Washington at six seven three ten, who obviously I think needs more functional strength to to be successful in the NFL versus a guy that seems a little bit more ready-made and Sean Ryan, but Mm -hmm. um, some people don't see it that way.
1: Well, there there's a, there's a, a consensus of upside with Jackson Kirkland. They see him as maybe a guy who can develop into something which is truly special. Um, And so I think that there's a, there's an upside um, belief with him. That is what's propelling him to be above, um, you know, some of the other guys we've already talked about on some lists. I, I like to see it's more than just what players are. It's, because it's the, you got to look combine both their ceiling, which I think his ceiling is high, but also his um, his floor, um, and I think his floor is a little lower, just because he's a guy that's good in space. So you could have him pull or get outside, um, and you know things like that. But his he loses leverage in the run game. I don't think he's a great um run blocker i don't think that he is got exceptional like you know functional strength his ability to drive block um and really push people in the running game i don't think he's there Mm -hmm. or really going to develop that he's not the greatest athlete he'll never be that guy that just you know so he's um, so he
0: you know he's susceptible to speed rushers because he's going to be just that slight fraction of a second slower in his mm-hmm. sidestep and mirroring and, and so forth. Yeah. He's not going to be your road grader guy because he's just not, even though he, he's, he plays with kind of an nasty streak. He's a solid character work, work ethic guy. He just doesn't have the physical strength. It just, mm-hmm. because of his body style, body type and so forth. Yep. Um, now, now his frame looks like he can carry a little bit more weight. He can. He's if six, he does, seven, then three, what ten. happens to you as athletic upside?
1: Well, know? yes and no. Um, I think that, uh, he, he can add the weight, but you don't have to add the weight. It's just a bunch of fat in the, you know, in the gut, you know, he can add it. Um, he can add muscle weight, which will increase his functional strength his in his drive blocking, which like I said, I don't think he'll ever be great at that, but um, he can be get better at it. I think that uh, and if he can do that without losing some of the the, the the foot quickness and that kind of stuff improve a little bit of his technique in terms of his his hand placement um as a pass blocker i think he can develop into into a guy that that is just routinely good year in year out um but he's a guy that needs a little bit more development i think sean ryan so if, is a guy that you step in week one and he's so there. is
0: sean ryan at the tail end of the first round where are we at with these prospects that we're talking about right now
1: um, I've got Sean ryan at the at the early stages of round two um a, as kind of the the first of this group um and then um Kennard also there in the early stages of round two uh Fierre Pierre maybe mid round two um kirkland mid to late. Uh, so we're
0: at 50 to 60 overall right yeah now.
1: um and then probably um Daniel. I think is how it's pronounced out of, out of Minnesota. Um, also in that
0: group. That, um, I, that is a beast of a man. Like, yes, he is. I don't even know if he can play to tackle in the NFL. I mean, it, he's <laughs> so big that I worry that, you know, Six, a nine. guy like that can't move, but he's, he's just such an immovable object that if yeah. you line him up now, Daniel, I've been waiting to kind of talk about this guy because he's such a beast of a human being. 6'9", three pounds. And he's he's played, according to some reports, over or at 400 pounds earlier in mm-hmm. his career. Um, where does he show up? Like at the combine. Like if he shows up at 400 pounds and, and, he moves, four... and moves with with... At, at at a level that is equal to some of these other prospects that he's that he's with, what is he? Where are team's going to evaluate him and, and value I don't know. him as a prospect?
1: At 400 pounds, did, I don't think it'll matter that much how well he moves because people are going to question um, whether he can keep his body in a condition to continue to play um, if he comes in at 380 maybe the same. If he comes in at 370 or 360, um man, this guy could this guy could vault up boards because that length that's 6'9, it's gonna be so hard for players to get around him. Um just he his size is just incredible. Um and so he's just yeah he, he's just really good at that. He's got a great base, good feet. Um you know, teams are players are gonna just be enveloped by him. Well, um,
0: people like this guy. like mm-hmm. he's a very good prospect as far as character as far as being in the game for the right reasons yep. about doing what it takes uh, on the field and off the field to um, to be able to be successful. He's got the raw power, the natural strength, all of that kind of stuff, but he also works hard. At his job at his craft Mm -hmm. Uh, they talk about him being in the weight room all the time they talk about him doing the extra reps about um, having surprisingly quicker feet than if you just looked at him as a human being you wouldn't think that he has so he does have some of these physical things that put him in the conversation as being one of the top ten Offensive tackle prospects in this draft, and and there's a reason he's not just a big human being and people can't get around him. He actually has the ability here, um, Mm -hmm. to be one of the better tackle prospects in the draft. So I'm just kind of curious as to he's also also got a surprisingly
1: low, he's also got a surprisingly low four, um, in that this is a kid who is late to finding football. I mean, he was recruited. Um, out of Melbourne, um, having never played NFL f- or you know American football, um, and is still learning the position and and still makes mistakes that are um, that you wouldn't see you know freshmen make. True, um, but he
0: did only surrender one sack in 777 snaps this season.
1: True, but he also played for a team that didn't throw the ball much, so uh, that sack rate <laughs> is maybe not quite as low as you'd think. Okay. Um, but he, I mean, he's going to lose the leverage battle because of his height, but that's something he can work on. Um, but what I see more is, is him um, getting out over his pads a little too far, losing balance, um, just leaning on guys to points where um, players can get underneath him and, and, and basically get by him by uh, getting into his body because he's just, it is, doesn't have the balance we've got. He flashes this ability to be, um an absolutely elite player but then he makes like
0: he, he makes doesn't have the he, playing experience when he yeah. faces really quality defensive opponents and he hasn't yet yeah seeing um, those really good quality edge rushers and
1: well he's seen some i mean he played it at, sure. at Minnesota, so um you know the the big 10s nothing to um you know nothing to uh, worry about in terms of level of play But it's more of of just the fact That he makes mistakes often enough That teams are going to be leery and that's why he's Going to drop because he's not necessarily A guy that's going to Come in and play so a he's really very high level Right away so he's yeah, very he is. But he's a guy that has If you were to create A physical prototype And just like <laughs> build someone in a lab um, He might be What you would build for an offensive tackle at 6'9". If he was in the Game of
0: Thrones cast, he'd be the mountain.
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, he might be bigger than the mountain. (laughs) Um, He'd be the volcano. I don't know. That's funny. (laughs) Um, I mean, the the guy's just a monster. And so there's a lot to like. Um, And that's why I have him in that that group of that second tier um, offensive tackles um, and not higher, but he's also not lower, which if you watch his tape, some of the times you could think, oh now this is he's a guy that should be lower, but then the potential and his upside is so there. Um, is that... there
0: are there a couple other prospects at the at the tail end here that we could add to the conversation quickly before we head out?
1: Um there's a couple players that I find interesting that I just don't know what to do with yet. Um, Bernard Raymond, um, out of central Michigan, it's hard to find great, good, like actual tape and not just highlights, um, of central Michigan. So it's hard to get a good view of who he is, but he's generally well liked. Um, and so I, he's interesting, but I don't really have a lot to say about him. Um, and then the other one is Abraham Lucas out of Washington state, which, mm-hmm. um, um, he's a guy that, you know, was recruited in that Mike Leach system, but then, you know, had to shift this last year into a completely different offense and has kind of excelled in both. And so he's got the pass block reps from a couple of years ago. He's got, you know, some of the run block reps this last year. Um, I've seen some boards have him going as high as like, uh, late first round. And I've seen mm. him drop into the fourth. And so, I uh, I hear the guy that I need to study more because even and he would I've be won- more
0: of a right right tackle prospect. Oh, the, yeah, absolutely, uh, the, yeah. The Bernard yeah. Raymond, uh, from Central Michigan. Is an interesting guy because I think he's going to test out really well, like one of I the most athletic guys in the class. But he'll be 25 years old in September. That's um, part of the problem too. But he, and yep. he's only six. He's six seven three oh five. Mm-hmm. So it's just it's it's one of those things so. where there might be so many different things you've got to consider with this guy he he ends up falling out of the you know third round he's into the fourth and all of a sudden he's he's just kind of a project for somebody mm-hmm. um yeah interesting so so those are a couple
1: of guys that I that I I find interesting that that are kind of worth this and then there's i mean this is we haven't we've we've touched on this class there's yeah no oh, there we should we should we'll have more. a second
0: show i think where we do talk about guys you know later round guys that could rise up or to be considered you know, uh, priority free agents, all that kind of stuff. There, there is another dozen guys that that are worthy of draft oh, at least potential. At yeah. least
1: another dozen. There's, there's. This is a good class. It's also a deep class. There's a, that there's this talent up and down the board. We haven't even we haven't goal. even
0: talked about guys in the fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh round. There's a ton of them. No. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Cool.
0: So. Well, that was a good, worthy conversation to get started with anyway. Um, I think I don't – do I have my schedule handy where I could talk about what's coming up? Let me see. I've got – now I think we're moving to the defensive side of the ball. So we've got uh, got a couple of uh, year-in-review things going on. We'll see what we do there. Uh, Starting January 6th, however, uh, we're moving into the defensive tackles and then defensive ends and edge players and so on and so forth, getting linebackers, safeties, corners, et cetera, in the next month or so. So that'll be fun. We're going to turn our, uh, turn our attention to the defense, which mm-hmm. uh, this draft is loaded with defensive players. It I'm is. really impressed overall now. Everyone's talking about the first round and, you know, justifiably so that's where everyone kind of gets started. But as time goes on, as you develop your prospect lists, your big boards, you're finding out where your particular teams are going to uh, be sitting with their draft picks and so forth. You start to get into the depth of the draft and you're really seeing, I think in this draft, how deep it is in multiple position groups. So mm-hmm. the defensive side is going to be a fun side to talk about this year.
1: As bad of a year as it is, it is a quarterback, which I think will, you know, you People are going to go come away. You know, uh, a lot of the the big national pundits are going to talk about. You know, this isn't as interesting of a draft and all of that because it's not going to push ratings as high because quarterbacks do that. Um, the overall quality of this draft class, I think, is pretty high. Um, defensive line, offensive line, uh, especially like just the guys in the trenches. This is a really good uh, draft class compared to the last few.
0: So and and the last couple have been really hard to. Scout, yeah. We haven't had the combines and so forth. This is really difficult this yep. year. Hopefully, fingers crossed. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on with COVID now. Uh, the Omicron type stuff is really impacting uh, again um, abilities for large groups of people to get together. Concerts are now starting to be canceled again and so forth and rescheduled. So we're going to have to just wait and see how mm-hmm. this thing washes out with the um, with the combine this year. Because just from a timing aspect, it I'm, I'm hopeful that it all works out, but you just never know how it's how it's going to happen. Well, right now, um, the other
1: the other concern is just getting people to any anything because, um, you know, I mean, NFL games aren't going to get canceled because of this because teams have their own planes. But um, when it comes to getting guys to the combine, it's a lot of commercial flights and commercial flights are getting canceled left and right because they don't have staffing. Yeah. To actually get those planes up into the air. So um that's that's a concern. And so we'll see. Hopefully that doesn't affect anything and we get all this figured out by then.
0: Absolutely. All right. So let's get out of here. Follow Keith on Twitter at MyersNFL. I'm at Aldstead NFL. The show is at PF underscore playbook on Twitter. Uh, you can find us on our website at profootballplaybook.co co. You can also find us on your favorite podcast platforms we're on itunes spotify uh iheart radio etc so go find us on your favorite platform and then youtube channel we've got our own youtube channel every week we're on there uh two three episodes a week uh so filled with content throughout the season and off season as well all the way through the nfl draft and beyond so uh, make sure you subscribe so until next time we'll see you guys bye Thanks for listening to the Pro Football Playbook Podcast. Follow Keith at Myers NFL. Bill is at Altstead NFL. The show is at PF underscore playbook. Listen and subscribe on your favorite podcast app or YouTube and at our website, profootballplaybook.co.